from WOUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Grace Warner. And I'm Abby Grizet. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Coming up, we'll take you down Court Street to talk about how certain retail stores are finally offering clothing to the plus-size community. And many people constantly battle the pressures of reaching a certain number on the scale. One reporter will tell you about an event that is trying to get rid of the stigma surrounding weight. We'll give you all the details and more coming up right here on The Outlet. Two Ohio University seniors have found a way to showcase both professional and student artwork. Not in a gallery or showroom, but in their own garage. The Outlet's Aaron Richmond went inside this interesting space. I'm here at 116 North Lancaster in Athens, Ohio. It's the home of Stephen Deffick. His friend Dan Mannion's here too. We're in Stephen's garage, but it's not a normal garage. It has the look and feel of an established art gallery, and that's exactly what it is. One morning I just woke up and uh, realized that I have a garage at the property I live at um, that nobody uses, and with a little bit of funding it could become an exhibition space. This is Station 116. It's a garage-turned-art gallery featuring artists ranging from Ohio University students to professional artists from across the country. It's part of the concept known as an alternative space, the idea that organized art exhibitions don't have to be exclusive to museums and art galleries. They can happen anywhere, even in your own garage. It was kind of funny how like casual Stephen was about it. He was just like, we should like probably do this. And then we just like, started to do it. It was really simple. Um, and of course we ran into a lot of problems of kind of figuring out how to make it work. An alternative space is about the willingness and capacity to adapt. We're definitely better at construction and carpentry in our heads than we are in actual real life. <laughs> um, so there were every challenge you could think of we came across. Um, and we leveled up a floor, leveled up with a concrete. Uh, which was very new to me. Um. (laughs) Located in the garage just footsteps from Stephen's front door, Station 116 emerged out of Stephen and Dan's desires for more spaces to showcase undergraduate artwork. There's definitely a a rigid connotation of, well, it's a student space, and so only student artists show there, and it's sort of unavoidable. So that was another really appealing aspect of having our own space. Yeah, we really wanted to find like Dan was saying, find a space that is outside of the institution but still very much open to uh, a critical dialogue. I mean, from the first show that we had, we had immediate support from the community, from our friends, and from a number of people we actually didn't know at all. So this is a garage where we open up the garage door for um, receptions. So people passing by on the street or driving by in their cars can see this, especially at nighttime when it becomes mm-hmm. It like extreme. illuminates. Yeah. yeah. Um, everybody can see it. Sometimes you can tell there's artwork in it. Um, so we do get people off the street that are just like, hey, what's going on? Station 116 is the first stop for Stephen and Dan, who consider creating a collection of alternative art gallery spaces in different cities. Their goal? To blur the line between student and professional and to challenge the concept of traditional art exhibition spaces. For The Outlet, I'm Erin Richmond. 
little-known golf course in Canton, Ohio, just celebrated its 70th anniversary. Reporter Max McDolan takes you inside the unique family that runs it and the history behind the golf course. It's a blue sky summer Saturday at Clearview Golf Course in East Canton, Ohio. The grounds are welcoming the playing styles of golfing greats Jim Dent and football greats such as Hall of Famers Leroy Kelly and Franco Harris. It's the 32nd annual William Powell Celebrity Golf Tournament named in honor of the course's founder, Mr. Powell. Since his passing, his family has since taken over, and even though this is a special day, his son, the course's superintendent, Larry Powell, is hard at work on the grounds just like it's any other day of the week. Of course, it's 70 years old, but it's been a hard 70, a difficult 70, a hard working, a lot of back breaking into that 70, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. Well, the basis of the course was, when it was established, it was established as a course for everybody to play at. It wasn't, wasn't excluding anybody. And the rules weren't based on race or religion or sex or anything like that. Rules were based on pers persons conducting themselves as a gentleman or a lady on the course. Mr. Powell had built the course because he was not allowed to play at other clubs because he was black. In order to have a successful course, though, everyone in the family had to pitch in, including Larry's mother. If it wasn't for my mother, this course wouldn't be here. Because you have to remember, though my mother was raising children, so you have to remember my dad was working at a job. So when he goes to that job, who's taking care of the, the shop and so forth here? So she had a responsibility shop, and ultimately she had a responsibility of anything going on in this golf course. The family theme that was present at the beginning still rings true today, as Larry works on the course and his sister Renee runs the pro shop and makes sure things continue to move smoothly. She is quite the story herself, as she was just the second black golfer on the LPGA Tour's history, and she's been honored repeatedly for that throughout her career. However, it is this course that she takes the most pride in. She hopes it is a place that has a legacy that lasts. She spoke to me about people experiencing the magic of Clearview. You go to the St. Andrews and to the old course, and you don't really, you know, until you walk on those grounds, and then you just feel the spirits of everybody around. And I think that people get that when they come to Clearview. You know, once they get to know what the history is and, and the significance of it. Clearview Golf Course is historic. There's no doubt about that. And Renee, Larry, and all the other people who play on it hope that it has at least another 70 years, if not many more, still to come. For the outlet, I'm Max McDoolan. Retail stores in Athens are just beginning to supply and fulfill customers of all sizes, wants, and needs. The outlet's Tiffany Goldstein reports on the plus-sized community and how they have limited options for purchasing clothes. Customers are shopping at Boutique located on West State Street. They're going through clothing racks full of trendy apparel looking for the right size. This seems to be a struggle for certain individuals a part of the plus-sized community. As far as plus-size fashion goes, there seems to be a gap in the retail stores when it comes to brands pleasing plus-size women's needs and wants. According to the Center for Disease Control, the average American woman now wears a size 14 to 34, 
that 65% of American women are considered plus size. Larger retailers are making sure they have fits for all their consumers. According to the Consumer Tracking Service, out of the 25 largest clothing retailers by revenue, all but four sell plus size clothing. Plus size women's apparel sales beat the total women's clothing sales for the past three years since 2014. And while major retailers are making sure they have plenty of options for all their consumers, young college-age women in Athens don't seem to have as many choices. Well, I can't really shop at any of the shops um, on Court Street, so typically I have to drive over on East State Street and either go to Walmart for basics like t-shirts and sweatshirts or um, occasionally I'll see what Elder Bierman has in the Little Athens Mall because that's really um, all there is offered to me. That was Allison, a junior at Ohio University. She didn't want to give us her last name because of the stigma she feels about being someone plus sized. It definitely um, makes me feel like I'm different than other girls here with more slender body types. Um, they definitely have a lot more options and um, just like different styles and everything that they can choose to use. Whereas I don't have those things, um, so it just seems really unfair. While the feeling of difference is very real for Allison, there are stores on Court Street actively trying to make sure all their customers can find clothing in their size. April Amon, the branch manager of the store The Other Place, says they are starting to put plus-size clothing out on their floor. You know, we, we didn't actually use to carry plus-size. Um, a lot of people have a misconception that a college girl, which, you know, in this area, that's usually the target customer is the college girl. And there's a misconception that every college girl is thin, skinny, you know, but it's just not true. So, so it, it is good to have a variety because there's a variety of people, variety of bodies. So it's, it is important to make everybody feel comfortable and have some place to shop. Hopefully more stores will take the other places lead, so people like Allison will have more options when it comes to shopping on Court Street. For The Outlet, I'm Tiffany Goldstein. While many young women have a hard time finding clothing in their size, others are trying to combat the stigma that surrounds the number on a tag or a scale. Reporter Maddie Staley went to one event that tries to do just that. It's 11 a.m. on a Wednesday morning in Howard Park, and the sounds of people smashing scales fills the air. Yes, that's right, scale smashing. Those who bravely stepped onto the grass of Howard Park were handed a pair of safety goggles, a hard hat, and a hammer. After choosing a scale, participants were encouraged to tear it apart. This is all being done in celebration of Love Yourself Week, a week that was created at Ohio University to help build self-confidence. OU Women's Affairs student senator Say Jones provided some reasoning as to why this was all going on. The event is to promote body positivity. We've got a bunch of scales out here and we are smashing them as a kind of symbolic way to say that we are rejecting the idea that we are defined by our weight. The Women's Panhellenic Association, Positivity Project, and Women's Center teamed up to create this with the objective of reasserting self-confidence and reminding people that they are more than a number on a scale or an image in a mirror. Freshman Morgan Grammer describes the feeling she got out of smashing a scale. 
it was a real rush and it was really enjoyable to smash it because I, don't, I hate scales and I avoid them with a passion but just being able to smash it and not care about what it could say to me is really nice. That's what it's all about, taking away the everyday pressures of what society defines as beauty. Especially in college, women in the United States grow up with enormous pressure to fit one specific mold and in a lot of cases we're socially punished when we don't do that. And this event is just kind of is just to say that everyone of every size is a valuable is valuable as a human being and anyone can be beautiful. It doesn't matter what you weigh. With so much focus on unrealistic beauty standards, individuals can lose sight of their value as a human being. College students often face eating disorders, depression, and self-esteem issues. Graduate assistant and volunteer at the Women's Center, Anna K. Rowe sees the importance in realizing our self-worth and value. We're so much more than a number on a scale, for example. We are so much more than the way our body looks and the way um, our skin looks. This gave college students at OU the chance to challenge beauty norms and the reliance of impractical standards to determine their own worth and health. Beauty is not just physical. It's not just skin deep. There is so much more that makes a person beautiful. Um, and we, just, we should value those things so much more. So I want this week to be a reminder to OU students that you are beautiful and what, what, what you have inside is so much more beautiful than what we see on the outside. Although destroying a scale may seem silly to some, it's clear that for the people who took part in this event, it's incredibly liberating. There is nothing more powerful than a group of people coming together to remind each other the true meaning of beauty and to, of course, do some serious scale smashing. From the outlet, I'm Maddie Staley. That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. The Outlet is co-produced and co-hosted each week by me, Grace Warner, and Abby Grise. We are edited by Atish Badia, Susan Tebbin, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant, and our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to The Outlet on SoundCloud and iTunes, or find us online at woub.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at outlet underscore WOUB. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks for listening.